the Physician's Road. Create your life in medicine, on your own terms. Today, we are on the path of personal development. Today, on the Physician's Road podcast, we're talking about how to become an effective physician entrepreneur and how you can join me in San Diego, where I will be presenting at Bootcamp MD, a physician entrepreneurship conference. Go to thephysiciansroad.com forward slash bootcampmd to register and learn more. Again, that is thephysiciansroad.com forward slash bootcampmd.com to register. The Physician's Road is brought to you by Vernonville Asset Management. Vernonville Asset Management was created to help physicians build wealth and create income beyond Wall Street. Through our exclusive private investments, doctors can begin to free themselves from the burdensome regulations in healthcare by creating income streams independent of medicine. Go to IncomeBeyondWallStreet.com to get your free report, Wall Street's Biggest Lie. Again, go to IncomeBeyondWallStreet.com to get Wall Street's Biggest Lie and free yourself today. Welcome everyone to the Physicians Road Podcast. I'm Dr. Eric Tate. Today we're on the path of personal development and I'm so happy to have Dr. Mike Wu Ming, a fellow physician entrepreneur here. As we said, he's a physician entrepreneur, in-demand speaker, author, and medical marketing strategist specializing in lead generation and he's overseeing the funnel building of several multi-million dollar online health companies. He's a graduate of the Mayo Clinic Family Medicine Residency. He holds a master's degree in public health from the University of Michigan and a doctor of medicine from Wayne State University. He's the author of the Industry Guide, Marketing for Doctors, and has lectured on workshops on both B2B, which is business to business, and B2C, which is business to consumer, internet marketing to small businesses and entrepreneurs in the United States, Australia, Asia, and Europe. Mike currently helps physicians start their own cash-based practice as a practice management consultant and is the creator of the insurance-free practice. He is founder of Bootstrap MD, a career consulting company for physician entrepreneurs. So we want to invite Mike for coming on the Physicians Road podcast and sharing his wisdom with our audience. Uh, Mike, tell us how you got started as a physician entrepreneur. Well, first of all, Eric, I want to say thank you for inviting me to the podcast. I'm honored. Um, I've seen your name around. You always get great advice, and you're actually someone who I know knows what he's actually talking about on the physician forums. So, again, I appreciate uh, you spending the time with me. Um, being a physician entrepreneur, that you know, it's something that I really didn't think even you existed. You know, when I was back in medical school, um, all I know was is that to make money, you need to have some type of product or some type of service. And the way that I got involved with business was I don't have a, an MBA. I don't have anything like that. But what I do know how to do is hustle. And when, when it comes to time to actually generate income, um, my father has been kind of sort of entrepreneurial. He's also a physician. He did some network marketing um, products back in the day, but nothing really kind of fit for him. Um, Really, for me, I just kind of stumbled on uh, being an entrepreneur. I started my first uh, business in residency, of all things. Um, at the time, I was an intern. My wife was pregnant at the time. She was a librarian at a local university. And, you know, there are not too many millionaires who are intern, interns 
<laughs> in residency. And, you know, I, I did the opposite of what the white coat investor recommends is I bought a house and, you know, my wife was pregnant and then she was about to go on maternity leave. And, and my internship income was not going to be covering, not going to be helping pay the bills. I was too young to do any type of moonlighting. And I didn't really know what to do, to be honest with you. Um, but what did did come about, this is in the mid-90s, was the internet. And I've always been kind of geeky, all been nerdy, you know. I started my first uh, website just kind of dabbling. And, and um, my residency director at the time, he wanted to get our residency better promoted. And one of the ways to do that was to have a website. And Eric, this is back in 1995, 1996. Um, it, it was really the wild, wild west. This is when you could actually submit. Remember Yahoo? You know, <laughs> Yahoo was one of the big players back then. They had a Yahoo directory. And this is where you could actually submit your website to the Yahoo directory. And they, I even remember getting an email from, the, from them saying, hey, thanks for this. And it was our, uh, I, so I built a, a residency website for, for our program. And long story short is I put back in that day, there was, there was something called a guest book where people could leave comments from similar to how Facebook is these days. And people were asking about the residency program, but they were also asking questions like, Hey, how did you get into medical school? Or how did you get into uh, your residency? Um, you know, medical clinics pretty prestigious. How did you, how did you do that? And so I was basically answering questions on this guest book on the time. Now, again, this is intern year, so there's not a lot of time. You know, I'm working 100 hours plus, right? So I said, you know what? If I'm, putting, I'm answering all of these questions, but I don't have the time to answer them. Why don't I just like, create a little book, a little guide? And I called it the Frequently Asked Questions About Getting Into the Residency Program of Your Choice. And it was basically questions that I kept answering and answering. And I said, let's see what happens. And I typed it up. <laughs> I think I had a typewriter back in those days. I don't know. <laughs> and then I went to Kinko's and I sold it for $15. You know, Eric, back then there was no PayPal. There was no um, Stripe. There was none, nothing like that. Um, all, the only way that I knew how to get money was for them to write a check. And so I did a couple things that you never want to do. You don't never want to give your home address. <laughs> And I said, here's this, this guide on my website. If you want it, it's $15 and um, just mail it there. You know, I didn't have a fax machine. I didn't even know how that all worked out. And I, basically, I forgot about it. But here's the funny thing. I started to get checks in the mail for this $15 guide on how to get into your residency. And I was like, I think I stumbled onto something here. So I was doing, I created, you know, this is outside of the residency site. I created this little website about giving tips to medical students or pre-med medical students how to get into the residency and then my wife said you know what we're getting all these questions from these um uh applicants and a number of them were four medical uh, graduates trying to get into the states to practice medicine and they had like we at least the ones we saw really bad english we had we were they were needing help on their personal statements. And I remember back in my medical school, there were these businesses that would help. I'm sure you've seen it. They would help students get in, you know, write their personal statements. And my wife says, I can do that. And she was, so she was pregnant at the time. She was due 
this. And so what we did is we started to create products and services in this niche that we kind of stumbled onto. I'm not saying we got wealthy from it, but it really helped us out at a time when we didn't have any sources of income. Um, I remember we bought a truck. I got a new truck out of it. Um, my wife was able to get some sustainable income, and that was my first quote online business. And I, I let it, and I created more products and services around it. I remember I created a program on how to interview. Um, you know, I got into uh, USMLE questions and MCATs and all that kind of stuff, and it ran for about a few years. You know, until I started, I got into you know the real world and, and working and graduated from residency. So I kind of put that and in, in, in actually ended it. But that was my first entrepreneurial type type thing. And what really had got me excited was, you know, I was making money while I was sleeping. You know, I was getting these checks. That was the first thing that I took out. Don't, so anybody listen to this, don't put your home address as to where you're going to get, you know, get a mailbox or something like that. But that was my, my first foray into um, entrepreneurship as a physician. Perfect. Let's, so let's, there are literally, there are tons of lessons right there. And for the benefit of the, of the listeners, let's go through some of those lessons, right? Because this is, these are the things that are not taught in, in medical school. These are the things that are not taught for those who, who have an entrepreneurial interest outside of, even inside medicine, right? There are so many lessons that you just went through quickly and you stumbled upon. Um, but I think one I want to kind of highlight and, and point out was one, there was a basically a new trend. Uh, well, even beyond that, right? One, there was a problem that your residency program had, right? So you, you identified a problem and you were the person that, that went and said, okay, I'm going to try to solve this. It, it already aligned with who you were in terms of you saying you're kind of techie and geeky, right? So you're like, okay, there's something I can do that I don't mind spending the extra time doing it because I enjoy it anyway. So there you did problem identification that aligned with who you were as a person. Right. So it may or may not have felt like, quote unquote, work. Um, another big thing that I that I take from from what you did is that you jumped on a relatively new trend at an early standpoint. And so the interesting thing is there are whole guys right now that we know that have literally have whole businesses around helping medical students, helping residents, helping. do. You are literally kind of the forefather of doing all of that. Right. And it, had it been something you decided to continue to pursue, there are people who right now physicians who are literally living off of doing that right now. So you were able to trend spot at a very early age by find again, finding another problem that people had and you took it internationally, right? So you, you realize very early that the internet allowed you not just to service clients here in the United States, you figured out that, Oh crap, we have foreign people who are this internet thing goes everywhere. So you were very much on the early cutting edge phase of kind of e-commerce, right? Because as you talked about, it, there were no play payment platforms. PayPal hadn't been created. So you were an er technically an early pioneer in e-commerce, right? And the other thing that I think is important is that you recognize what a lot of people I think don't is that you got paid for, for what you were offering. Many people go out in the world and think, well, people should pay me for this. But until someone writes you a check or stripes, swipes a credit card, you really don't have a business. You have an idea. And until you've proven a concept that someone is willing to pay you for what it is you, you're giving to the world, you don't know if it's going to work or not because we tend to live in our own heads. Um, were there any other kind of early lessons that you would kind of like the audience to know that you kind of figured out in that process? I think what I, f f 
I, I figured out was I priced that pretty cheaply, that $15 frequently asked questions. Because, you know, think about it, Eric. These are, you're helping someone try to get into their residency. How much is that worth to them, right? That's going to be hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars if, uh, you know, they become a successful specialist physician on there. So $15 was pretty much a drop the bucket. So what I learned early on is kind of proof of concept that it, there's actually a need for it. And then I raised the price. I forgot what I raised it to, like 100 bucks. But then also what I did was, now that I had them, now that I had a product, I didn't just leave it at that. I created, you know, surrounding products. What else do they need? If they're interested about, you know, getting into the residency, you know, and they're also interested about how to interview, how to help them with their personal statement, how to help them with, you know, the MCAT or whatever they need to be taking to, to get in there. So it's basically you know, getting a customer, but then surrounding them with, you know, related products and services after they know me, like me, and trust me, right? So then I can create all of these other different programs on there. Now, like you said, you know, if I could have kept that going, um, you know, there are businesses literally, as you mentioned, that are doing really, really well in that space. But I think one of the things was, you know, things change, right? My interest in that, I didn't really... I could have pursued that even further, but I had other things that I wanted to do with my life. And, it, and you know, but I still think there that it is something where every year you're going to go through this, you know, the, the need for people who want to get into medical school residency, it, it's not changing on there. So that still could be a viable business. So don't be afraid if there are other competitors out there, if you can find your niche on it that you feel is not being served, uh, you might find the you know the, uh, the foundation of a really successful business. Oh, absolutely. Um, they say that if you don't have a competitor, <clears throat> either you're just super early or it's just not a viable business. And so having competitors oftentimes lets you know that people are willing to pay for that product or service. So um, don't ever be afraid of competition because in the end, you're going to be speaking to your own group with your own voice and you're going to create your own tribe through that particular process. So now take us, Mike, through your next, your transition. So, okay, you finished residency, what happened next? And then how did you transition from that standpoint? Okay, so now this is going to be pretty cathartic for me because <laughs> because it definitely took a turn. So what it did, what it did got me excited for, so I graduated in residency in 99, 2000. Um, you might be a little too young for this but for me this was the big uh, big dot-com boom so you had all of these different uh, businesses that are out there that were creating these online businesses uh, pets.com a, a website on dog food this is when you know Amazon was coming up and all of these little different um, businesses well, say businesses the venture capital was throwing a lot of money into that Oh yeah, and I, remember, I, I, I was started, actually in business school at the time. So I was actually in business school at the time. So yes, I remember this vividly. Yeah, so you were probably saying, "Hey, I'm ready, ready, graduate. Let's go, let's go, let's get a get a hold of this." And it was it was crazy. Um, so I had a I had a um, a startup that I was involved in. Um, I was at the time I was working full time as a doctor, but I was passionate about getting involved in a in a health startup, and I started a uh, website and. Basically, it was kind of like an ask the doctors type website where people could ask their questions either through email. And then I had these doctors who would answer these questions. And it was a cash based type service. They weren't in a relationship, 
physician-patient relationship or anything like that, but just some general advice, uh, you know, third-party thing. What ended up happening, I was involved in a startup here in, in San Diego, and then I went, I was, I was flown to New York. I went into this big e-health uh, summit in 2000, and I got together with a, another health startup, and basically, long story short is they kind of um, took over my website, but then that startup just tanked. Um, you know, I've got a lot of shares of that company. I'd be happy to, uh, you know, if you want to use that as a toilet paper, <laughs> you know, I think that's probably good. But, you know, I invested you know, at least good, it was a good thousands of dollars that I invested into that. But, you know, from failure comes success, right? But I didn't let that deter me. And I just, after that, I just went through a series of other different projects, um, you know, nothing really, nothing really uh, filled in. I remember I was involved in a, uh, uh, what were we doing? We were building a med spa in Belize. I'd buy on this island and we, were, we built a hyperbaric chamber for diving. You know, I so said, put money on that. So I could tell you all these things, what you can't do, what you can't do, buddy. But what it did was, I always think there's always opportunity around the corner from failure. And when I, when that startup tanked and I said, you know, there's still, people who are asking for health information, there's still got to be a way of um, kind of monetizing it or having a a profit company out of this. Um, And what that led me to doing was getting involved in online marketing. And um, I wanted to kind of salvage that website. So I wanted to learn how to market it. And this is a few years down the road. Um, So long story short, I ended up having going to a conference and I ended up investing in in a mentor who helped me with, um, starting my own online business. Um, and then this was just a, a few years after that, I started creating these eBooks. So I created an eBook. I wrote an eBook on, uh, you know, you see my mentor says, do what you know. And of course, you know, I was a doctor at the time. Again, I'm still working full time and doing this. Um, and I wrote a book on how to save money on prescription drugs. And it was basically just more tips, you know, back then, this is when like Canadian pharmacists, were getting involved and it was much cheaper to get uh, pharmaceutical drugs and going generics than, you know, than the regular U.S. drugs. So I wrote a little ebook on it. And uh, how much money, Eric, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on you. Uh, I gave you my prestigious bio. How much money do you think I made in the first six months of this ebook? How much were you selling it for? I was selling it for $20. $20. Okay. And this was direct to, so this is to consumers at this point. In six months time? Yes. Ooh, and you were just starting out? Yes. I'd probably say less than five grand. I told you, didn't I tell you I went to the Mayo Clinic? No. Okay, you're correct. I made a hundred bucks. So okay. five copies <laughs> of this book. But, you know, I, I, I say this to my students is, um, the important part was I made money while I, I slept. I mean, those $100 when I was sleeping. Now, I'm, of course, I'm not talking about the time it actually take to write the book and such. You know, they took me about six months. But getting your first dollar online, realizing that there are other people that have, that if I did this on my own, I didn't have some big venture capital behind me. I did this on my own. I said, hey, you know, I've got something. So what I did is I created a series of eBooks back then. And then I, I went outside of medicine. You know, I, I just could, well, I was interested. So I wrote books on, um, uh, what did we do? We had one on 
how to get your destination wedding. <laughs> I one was on pets, the dog training. We had one on event planning. Um, I had a book on how to become a private pilot. Now, I'm not a private pilot. But what ended up happening was I was starting to find out what people were searching for, and I was creating these little ebooks that kind of were about 60 to 80 pages. Now, I kind of made a little fib here. I didn't actually write the books. What I did was is I hired a freelance writer at the time that I had found, and all he wanted to do was write. write. And I, I paid him for his time writing. And the thing back then is, you know, there are these writers who weren't, weren't making a, a lot of money and they were willing to write a 50-page book for very inexpensively at the time. So long story short, as I created a little publishing empire, um, I started then supplementing that with, back then it was called Google AdSense. It's still around. Oh, so before we go there, blogs. so let's, yeah. before we go there, that, that'll be the next transition is to kind of how to Uh-oh. use technology to leverage it. So let's go back through the lessons yeah. of that portion. So you went to New York, they bought, they took your site over and it tanked. Now, what lesson did you learn through that process? One lessons that I learned was kind of have an idea who's actually behind that, the startup. You know, I'm not going to face the guy, but he was also a, a doctor who was involved on it, but he didn't really have a lot of business experience. Um, and, you know, back then I was straight out of residency. I was like wide-eyed. I got that, you know, all this internet startup money. I'm seeing anything on the news. So I wasn't involved in that. But I really, you know, when you go into to partner with somebody, you really want to kind of find out is what's kind of their track record, you know, on doing it. What, what, what is it is involved on it? And still at the time too, again, it was the wild, wild west. There was venture capital people they were throwing money on. I remember a site on barbecues and they're throwing millions of dollars on selling barbecues uh, online. And I didn't really, really know better, but. I didn't. I, what I, I think the biggest thing was it was although I was sad that I lost this this money. It was it was a considerable amount of money. It didn't really deter me. You know, I was still passionate about making money outside of just you know working fifty to sixty hours a week. I know there was a way that I could do it, and I think the biggest lesson that I've learned as being an entrepreneur is you just have to be pig-headed. You know, you have to have perseverance. That you know things eventually will will work, but you just have to, you have to be acceptable in taking some type of risk, which, you know, unfortunately, or, or fortunately for many, many doctors aren't are risk averse as, as we talked about in the past. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's always been, you know, let's see, let's see what happens and, and where does this go? Got it. And so now you pivoted to the online marketing space. You said, okay, I have this piece of intellectual property, this site, and I want to learn how to better market it. But you said something very profound and I, I'm also a firm believer in it. You said that you went and found a mentor to teach you the process. Walk us through that, why you did it, and give us a, give us kind of a few short points as to why you did that, how did it help you, how did it help to transform you, and, you know, what was the outcome of that? Yeah, and, and it was just, uh, I had a one mentor, and actually it was, a, it was, when I'm looking back, I probably had a, a handful of kind of mentors that I actually worked with. So, um, you know, one the first thing that I always say is success leaves clues. And if you want to, you have someone who's got a successful company, you need to be willing to invest into working with them. Uh, I think there was a post I saw recently where 
this doctor wanted to start up a, a DPC, a clinic, and he wanted to know, you know, what's the best way to do it. And people are telling, well, you gotta, gotta have a billing person. You gotta, you got to um, get get your insurances. You got to get that all credentialed, everything like that. And my thing was, why don't you find out if you actually want to do it? You know, <laughs> you know, meant find someone who's actually got a successful clinic that does what you want to do and work with them, see if they want to mentor you and pay them, you know, pay them for their time. So I invested money in, in not only money, but I also invested my time. I actually worked with this um, very successful entrepreneur. Um, I got to see what the back end was, you know, what was actually making him uh, the money. And, and he coached me. And I, and I continued these days, I continue to invest in, in mentors um, I just think right this year I've invested like forty to fifty thousand dollars just on investing, um, because I'm not so you know I'm not so uh, smart. I'm thinking about this all by myself. You know, if you want to become a successful surgeon, you're not going to watch it on YouTube. You know how to do a surgery, right? You're going to work with that person. You're going to be on call with them. You're going to see what's actually working so you can be the best surgeon as possible. It's the same thing. Uh, with business and you know people think you can get everything online is it's free on there but you don't know who's actually teaching you these kinds of things if you're really serious on this I was very very serious I wanted to create a successful business I'm investing money times and working with this person to really show me the ropes Absolutely. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the same way. I have mentors for almost everything that I've ever done in my life that's out, outside of medicine and because ultimately if you look at it our Clinical years, our residency is just an apprenticeship with mentors. That's all it is. And mm -hmm. when I talk to business people, business people are clear that they, they get coaches and mentoring. It's when physicians, it's interesting because when you see physicians who are trying to do things that aren't necessarily medically related or are trying to become more efficient in their medical practices, they're very loathsome to actually pay people to help them do that. Um, we, 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 we term that the super S syndrome in our world, um, where kind of the super self-employed person where nobody does it better than yourself. And so I'm just not going to pay. I'm just going to do it myself. Not realizing that one, you're, you're a prisoner of your, of your own knowledge Two, you're going to, you're going to waste a ton of your own time, um, in the process of doing that. So, uh, I'm glad you expounded upon that. And then the last part of that transition that you had that I picked up on and talk about is kind of widening your market. Because you got out of just talking to medical people, the thing that you that you knew, to go to a wider kind of base of people. How did you make that decision? Was it helpful? And then did you decide to ultimately come back to the market that you knew or kind of what was that process? I know you're a scholar of uh, kind of the greats of personal development like me. You know, I follow guys like Jim Rohn, Brian Tracy, and I, I think it was Jim Rohn, or maybe it was Napoleon Hill who says, you know, you, you were kind of the product of the five people that you hang around with. Yep. And um, at the time, I was hanging around with all of my other physician burnt out doctors <laughs> and who were very, uh, at times could be very negative and, and didn't really have a great outlook on life. So I wanted to find people who not only were more financially successful, but in other aspects of your life, and I know you cover this in Physicians Road about all the, I believe you have five areas that, that you kind of look at in terms of not only financial, your physical, spiritual, etc. So 
I'm looking for people who I, they can get me into the next level on there. If, if I'm being hung around by people who are making five and six figures a year, I want to hang around by people who are making seven or eight figures a year. That's only where that I can grow. Um, so I'm a firm believer on doing that. So what that entailed me was not just going to a conference and getting me CME money, getting me CME, but going into you know financial investing uh, conferences, online marketing conferences, online business conferences, personal development type conferences, um, because that's where I want to go. And my income what wasn't changing by hanging around the same people um, that were kind of stuck and I couldn't grow any further. Um, so that's why I, you know, I created conferences where I could find people who are making a, a lot more money. And not just, again, I'm not just wanting to focus on, on the money, but just having, you know, whether they get a great spirituality that I, I have yet to, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I've been kind of working on myself um, that I wanted to go to. So that was a big change. And it just so happened, there wasn't a lot of doctors at these type of conferences, but it really opened my mind into what else was out there in terms of finding, you know, whether it would be happiness or whatever you want to pursue, a, a better lifestyle that I was searching for. And that's a perfect transition because now you are you are doing conferences and you're creating conferences that allow physicians to experience much of what you've experienced. Um, and so let's talk about that because you're, you're doing Bootcamp MD um, and it's really about kind of helping physicians kind of in the entrepreneurial space. And so let's talk about Bootcamp MD and, you know, why most doctors don't start a business and kind of how are you going to help them in this conference um, make that transition. And then full disclosure, I'm going to be speaking at the conference. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I'm looking, absolutely looking forward to doing it. Um, but talk about that. Talk about wh what you've seen with physicians and how you are crafting a conference to allow them to get the experience that you've had by in your life. It's kind of the same methodology of what we discussed about kind of finding a niche. Find that there is a need a need out there that you need, you might go always to help fulfill fill it. The conference is really a, a labor of love for me. You know, I found that there, there are a lot of conferences for doctors, but very, very, very few focus on doctors who want to start up their own business. Um, I remember when I used to want to speak more at these medical conferences and I was actually told that I shouldn't be talking about these type of things, talking about, you know, opportunities outside of their career. It was not in their best interest to have me talking about these things. They kind of wanted the doctor to, you know, do what they do, see all the patients, you know, and that's it. That's all we wanted them to do. And so, you know, the drugs or whatever they wanted us to do. There was very few conferences out there that kind of fulfilled the need that I wanted in actually experiencing kind of the joy of having the business as long as one of the trials and, and tribulations on it. Uh, and the reason why I created Bootcamp MD is being an entrepreneur can be a very lonely business. You know, I, I have a multiple businesses, you know, I've got many employees, but I'm kind of running the show. And it's kind of like I said, I want to create something where I've got doctors who are making seven figures, eight figures or more on there. And there's really no conferences that I know that kind of fulfills that. So kind of my goal with Bootcamp MD is we've got many doctors who want to start their own businesses, but they don't know which is the best way to do it, you know, and they'll spend tens of thousand dollars on a franchise, which was as good as it's possible, 
you know, that you can do, but I see that there are many ways that doctors can get a better education. Many go your route with an MBA. Unfortunately, many don't do anything with that MBA. Um, and there's really nothing out there that where we focus on physicians and entrepreneurs uh, and focus in a way that focuses on creating your business. I mean, there are some conferences out there that talk about investing in, in certain businesses. And this is not what Bootcamp MD is all about. This is about what the name of my company is about bootstrapping, is about creating a sustainable business. And my foray was through the internet because I think that's the best equalizer. It allows you to reach people from around the world, you know, through advertising like Facebook and Google and such that, you know, really you couldn't do this 30 or 40 years ago. So I, I know that businesses that are created this year um, that are going to go to five in five and 10 years could be more tens of hundreds of millions of dollars. And if this little conference that I'm creating is going to be the spark of it, that's, that's kind of my, uh, my, my thing is, is my, goal is I love helping other doctors. You know, I've helped doctors who've become really pretty, pretty big. Um, you know, I've got some students who've started from their own clinics. They, they started where they were in managed care and they, they hated what they were doing. I kind of worked with her. Now she's got a very successful weight loss um, clinic and expanding to telemedicine. And she says she's as happy as she's ever been. We've got other doctors I've worked with that have started nonprofits, uh, million dollar companies and now this work on the business network and just in their business on there. Um, again, we're not saying that entrepreneur is the end all be all, but in terms of if you're looking to increase your wealth, I think it's the easiest way uh, to do it because we're not limited by just how much, how many patients we see. We've talked about it in the past. We're creating these little businesses that kind of run on its own. These little, you know, that little $15 checks that I got in the mail was kind of my, I spark to, to do it. And I know that there are other businesses out there. And so we're having this, this conference uh, coming up in uh, San Diego called Bootcamp MD in, in January that I'm looking to find physicians who are maybe they're have already started a business and want to connect with other doctors and, and meet with like-minded people because doctors, we trust other doctors or there are doctors out there who've got an idea, but just like you said, it's, it's just an idea. And I talk to them a year later and it's still just an idea and nothing ever grows from that. And um, I know that there's a need for it and uh, that's why I, I, I created it. You know, this is certainly is something that, you know, I, I'm just doing on my own. It's, there was really a selfish need because I know that there are physicians out there who've got that, they've got the ideas, they're smart, but for whatever reason, they're putting these self-limiting beliefs, self-limiting beliefs that prevent them from, from doing it. Uh, and if you want to learn in, a, in a, an environment that kind of is a safe and kind of molds and encourage you to do it, then you need to be at Bootcamp MD. And I think and that's guys a, like Eric and getting <clears throat> entrepreneurs. Perfect. I think that's a perfect way to end uh, this podcast. Um, and what we'll do is we'll put the link to the to the to, to the Bootcamp MD on thephysiciansroad.com forward slash bootcamp MD. Um, and we'll have all the information there where people can click on it, click on the site and get um, information about it as well as uh, register. And so give the dates again and where it's going to be. It's going to be in San Diego uh, in January 26th, January 27th. Uh, all the information's there, the hotel, 
is right there. It's really close to the airport. I believe they have offered a free airport shuttle. It's it's happening. It's not Super Bowl weekend, so you're okay on that on there for you sports fanatics on there. But if you're looking to make a significant transition into 2019 and you want to kind of start off with big, I think this is the best way to do it. If you are a physician who is serious, wants to start a business and meet and connect with like-minded other doctors, this is where to go. It's, I'm going to be sharing you not only kind of my strategies you know, that I, I've done, I'm, I'll give you the inner workings of a new business that I've created you know, that I've, I envision it's going to be a seven-figure business. I'm in kind of an open book. I'll be sharing you, you know, how I'm doing it. And I think the most exciting thing, too, is connecting with the like-minded doctors because going to conferences, as you know, it doesn't end at the, the learning is the end of the conference. It learns in the relationships that you build, the, the texting and the communications afterwards. Uh, you know, I've built multi-million dollar businesses simply by just connecting with other like-minded individuals starting a business um, by going to conferences and, and events like this. Absolutely. I'm a firm believer in going to conferences. So uh, I want to thank Mike Wu Ming for being with us on the Physicians Road podcast today. Again, we're on the path of personal development. And so again, I will be a speaker at the conference. Again, it's in San Diego, January 26th and 27th, um, Bootcamp MD, and just go to thephysiciansroad.com forward slash Bootcamp MD. I'd like to thank all of you for listening to the Physicians Road podcast today. Please go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast as well as subscribe. And you can check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook group where we can have much more in-depth conversations about these types, this and other types of uh, subjects. Um, Thanks again, Mike. Thanks again, Eric. The Physician's Road is brought to you by Vernonville Asset Management. Vernonville Asset Management was created to help physicians build wealth and create income beyond Wall Street. Through our exclusive private investments, doctors can begin to free themselves from the burdensome regulations in healthcare by creating income streams independent of medicine. Go to IncomeBeyondWallStreet.com to get your free report, Wall Street's Biggest Lie. Again, go to IncomeBeyondWallStreet.com to get Wall Street's Biggest Lie and free your today. Thank you for listening to The Physician's Road, where you create your life in medicine on your own terms. Please go to thephysiciansroad.com and sign up for your free guides and resources.